See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at once? It's internationally known. Aliens listen to it. It's the best. <laughs> if there's something you're looking for in the 814, or feeling a little bored and think there ain't no more, no check more. out everything at once and allow it to be a source. It's that raw podcast that's always showing support, highlighting the scene. No need to take I-90 to peep or 79 to see how it be. Interviewing your locals with mindsets that are global. Innovators and creators on every single upload. So much going on in the EPA. It's time to to introduce this show. The best show on the face of the planet. Welcome, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Brian G, Josh W, E and D, Nick G, and Sadie M. Patreon, it's an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer level supporter. If being on the production team is too much pressure for you, you can also send any contributions using our Venmo at Everything at Once Studios. We now want to thank all the local businesses who supported this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. We've all seen those cars covered in rust rotting out the floorboards and shortening their lifespans. Don't let your car be a victim of the harsh, eerie winters this year by getting a fluid film undercoating at Tommy's Automotive. Winter is coming. Book your appointment today. Fluid film undercoating with Tommy's Automotive starts at $100. God, that's so cheap. It's It really is a great deal. It's a slamming deal. So you're going to want to call Tommy to get your quote right now at 814-384-8088. With winter approaching... Are there any last-minute details that you want to change or renovate around your home? Uh, I might, uh, but you know who to call. Yeah, Ghostbusters! (laughs) No, no, Tony. No, not Ghostbusters. Solid State Construction. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Solid State. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Solid State takes pride in all their home remodeling projects. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovation, window and door installation, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, sidewalk, decks. Decks. Get your free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid solid product, product, Solid solid State Construction. Construction. You know, Tony, with all these renovations from Solid State, I think we might have kicked up some bad energy around here. Yeah, oh, I, oh yeah. Luckily, we know just the people to go see. I, I know it this time. It's Ghostbusters. No, Tony. Our friends at Cauldron and Thorn. Wow. I feel really dumb right now, and I can't believe I didn't think of Cauldron and Thorn, uh, the world's largest witchcraft and mes- metaphysical shop. With everything a person needs to channel the spirit world. Practice some self-care. Find enlightenment. Curse your enemies. Protect yourself from your enemies. Bless your friends. Cleanse your space from negative energies. You can check out all the magical wares available at these 
for these different practices we all love and enjoy at Cauldron and Thorn, 2724 West 8th Street, or online at cauldronandthorn.com. This week, we have an incredible guest for you. We have the members of Brewer and Friends. We got Eric Brewer, we got Ralph, and we got Steve in the building, down in the studio with us for another amazing episode of Everything at Once. How are you boys doing tonight? All right. Fantastic. Yeah, great. We are Sans Charlie tonight, our keyboard player. He's probably doing lessons. He's working. Yeah, he's working. So do you guys guys, uh, all work in music outside of the bands? Um, well, I do, I, I teach, and Ralph plays, you know, 100%, yeah. and yeah, 100%. Steve used to work at I World of Music. I for about 19 years up until recently, I just, I just changed careers, so, yeah. Wow. So music is everything, all the time. Pretty much, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's like the dream, right? That's the goal, the end game goal is to just hang out and play music and have fun all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I mean, with my new job, I, you know, I'm not in music anymore, but I still get a lot of time to play and do gigs and practice and all that. It's great. Hell yeah. So, uh, how long have you guys been like a band, like Brewer and Friends, or in some formation of the such of the like? Well, we're actually celebrating our 15th anniversary mm-hmm. uh, this year, so. Yeah, we're extremely old. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> last, so, <laughs> last, last thing I knew, it's like, you know, we've been a bit around for a couple of years, and then, you know. Then it was 10. Then it's 10. It's like, oh, 10. Ooh. It's like, whoa. Time flies. That's cool. Yeah. It's a cool milestone, but it's also like a little bit. Kind of makes you take stock and realize, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. We've, been, we've been doing it for a while. That's but a long yeah. time for a band to be together. Yeah. So 2008 was when this band started, and then before that... Uh, Ralph and Brewer and I were in a band called Spooner from 2005 to 2008. So we've all been playing together for a long time. Yeah, better part of 20 years. That's almost 20 years, yeah. Yeah, that's a real long time. So you guys have all been friends, homies, since you're wee lads. Yeah, I mean, at least like, what, 21, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, I met. Later, yeah, but, but it like was 2006. Like, maybe? Still, it was probably like 24 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the band yeah. I was in before Spooner used to play shows with Ralph's old band, The Decibels, yeah. and so yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of yeah, show I've, sharing, and I've been playing since I've been like 14. So yeah, and I was like, I was watching your guys' bands back in the day when I was, you know, still in high school and shit, yeah. creeping on you guys, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that drummer, that bass player. That's who I want. Yeah. So, and, and, and this is kind of a funny story because um, I was working at the music store, and uh, it was probably 2006, something like that. Yeah, it was 2006. And, and Brewer comes in, and he's playing guitar, and, and I literally said, hey, are you in a band? He says, no. And I said, you are now. Yeah, <laughs> boy. That was pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> That's some, like, like Jerry Garcia, Bob Weir vibes there. <laughs> yeah, it was just boom. <laughs> yeah, so we started playing together in Spooner, and then when that kind of dissolved, we started yeah. Brewer and Friends started this band. shortly yeah. after. And it was, like, not an, even an intentional thing, necessarily. Um, like, I've tried to, like, think of different band names over the years and try to, like, have mm-hmm. an actual band name. Because it, it started out as just, like, a benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and ba- back then, it was a slightly different lineup. So this would have been, what, 2008, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it was just, like, a benefit show that uh, a friend of ours asked me to throw something together. 
Um, so we just p- kind of put together like this fusion jazz, you know, thing. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, there were a couple other. I wasn't the original drummer. Joel Palachi played drums. Joel and Vince Palachi, Kakamo yep. played bass at the very, very first, you know, couple of gigs, and then Ralph and I just kind of moved yeah. in. Yeah, I got off the road. I was touring <laughs> with a guy from Australia, in hmm. like a doing a blues gig. I toured all over the country and overseas, you know, and I, I was, you know, I found out I had a kid, so I was like, well, tour life is yeah on halt. Right, and for I sure. Moved back to Erie, so I came back to Erie and. Just kind of, we all linked up back together, you know, because yep. I knew him forever, you know. Cool. Yeah. And Joe Cieslak, sax player, was a founding member of the band, too. And yep. He played with us for the longest time, and um, then he kind of moved away. He moved to the Carolinas. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But he's back now. He's I back mean, now. He's, he's back in the area now, but not, not necessarily back in the band, but he's, he's welcome to play with us whenever he wants. So you guys have been playing for, I, I know I've seen you at, like, celebrate Erie for like years it feels like in all sorts of different other places and uh i recently checked out your pink floyd set oh nice, oh, nice. that yeah. is so cool I, we had such a good time listening to that yep. um very very cool stuff it's, we yeah. had a great time too it was yeah. super fun yeah we started that uh back in probably like 2009 right when i came back off the road mm-hmm. so that started right around the same time i got in with like brewer and friends and uh the keyboard player from Spooner and me kind of like wanted to do, we always wanted to play Dark Side, and then we got Brewer involved. And then the original drummer was Chris Head at the time from LBC, right. mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it, so then we got Steve involved, and we had a lead singer from Pittsburgh, Gene Stovall. He was the lead singer doing all this. He did everything. You know, then he moved back down to Pittsburgh, and that's when we got Doug Phillips in the band for that, you know, the Pink Floyd tribute. Right. And we just kind of do that every, you know, once a year. You know, we didn't ever want to saturate. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that kind of speaks to how how we've been able to keep things fresh as as this band yeah. at, at the core because we all do different things. Mm-hmm. We're not doing just this all the time. We're not doing just that all the time. Yep. You know, we right. all we all have different projects that we're doing, but we always kind of come back to this as, as home base. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting market for that stuff, too, because I feel like it's easy to oversaturate yourself here locally if you're not oh, for sure. going out and playing other areas or playing different yeah. kinds of music or different songs or different bands and uh, whatnot. Because, I mean... Not to say that I don't enjoy seeing the same band multiple times, but eventually it's kind of like, you know... Especially if nothing changes, like set list-wise or songs, it's kind of like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and we've always kind of kept with the jam band status quo of changing up the set list every show. We we don't really play the same, you know, set twice, and we try to to keep things fresh. And the jams are different, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not always the same. Improv is is always welcome. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's another reason why we've been doing this for so long, kind of keeps it fresh keeps each other on their toes so so with uh all of these different projects how do you guys remember all your songs <laughs> memory we yeah. just do we yeah, just, just do, do. <laughs> just remember it do you we hear them in your it. sleep no notes yeah i mean it's almost like you're you're accessing some kind of like um like innate skill where if you don't think about it too much yeah you can do it if you start 
thinking about like, oh man, there's like, because like the A Great Tuesdays that we just played. Yeah, me and him, we just we did the Celebrity Fleetwood Mac tribute one mm-hmm. week, and then we did the uh, your, your All Stars tribute to Soul at A Great Tuesdays. Then we did the Pink Floyd Pink tribute. Floyd. And then we had to that do all Blue like Sky. Yeah. And that was all, all within <laughs> like week, one week. Yeah. Had to yeah. Look, that was probably over like 60, 70 songs. Yeah. yeah. So what does your rehearsal schedule look like? Do you practice a lot? Oh, man. These songs? I mean, for, for projects like that. Yeah, yeah, those projects, yeah. Yeah. Rehearsal. As far as us, eh, we, we, don't don't really, no, we don't practice that much. Not We used to, but as, you know, COVID happened and all that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we really yeah. haven't with all the other projects, you know, kind of know this stuff so much. Yeah, the last yeah. few years have uh, practices have been a little more sporadic, uh, yeah. but we used to have you know some some really great practice places that we had easy yeah. access to, yeah. and we could go there you know a few times a week. But it hasn't been like that since COVID, unfortunately. Nah, basically. So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The practice space was kind of up in the air, which let, let us kind of uh, like yeah spread out and do yeah. other things. Yeah. So yeah. we still have a, a pretty expansive repertoire, and and we're still you know bringing in new song new covers and writing new songs, but. Um, yeah, the frequency with which this band practices has has yeah. dwindled a little bit. Yeah, but I, I think that's a natural byproduct of all the other projects. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. we have to almost be willing, and we're all in those other projects too. So it's not like we're not playing with each mm-hmm. other. We're still right working I think, together. Yeah, I, I think that's a big thing too. Is that like you're not not playing music? You know what I mean? It's yeah, not yeah. like you're not practicing like music or your instruments at all you're just not practicing it in this form you right. know yeah just oh, yeah because yeah, me and him playing funkademic which we normally practice for that and you know c brown we play with him uh you know ron yaros we play with him mm-hmm. it's just like you know i guess without practicing we do practice yeah it's for sure. not this band you know so much i mean and like the the gigs themselves are the best practice because yeah. that you're able to identify what works and what doesn't. Where when you're rehearsing, I, I think there's like almost like a, a cautionary tale of over rehearsing when you've got this like vision in your head, like, oh, it's got to be exactly like this. Mm-hmm. And then you get in front of people and it doesn't work. And then you're like all like salty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, that makes total sense. Because I, 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 I love feedback. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm 10 times more funnier if uh, somebody's laughing at my jokes and kind of guiding me along on where I should press the buttons. You know what I mean? What I need to lean into and what's clearly not working. And I could imagine the same thing would happen with like music, especially performing or anything like that. You know, if the crowd's liking it and digging it and cheering and shit, yeah, obviously, yeah. like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I yeah. like the gigs where, you know, say we haven't played together in a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and we get together in a gig, haven't seen each other in, in, in several, you know, days or weeks. Yep. And those are some of the best ones, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, because we, we wouldn't we're see each so, other for a yeah, month. We're, and we're just so eager to get in there and dive yeah. in and, and, and jump on it, get after it. Yeah. You know? there, are, that goes kind of goes back to, like, the oversaturation thing, you know what I mean? Like, when you're doing the same thing all the time, maybe not the same thing, but you're you're still, there's a certain energy and a certain buzz that you get from, doing something that you haven't done in a while especially something that you greatly enjoy and love with people that you care about it's it's a different feeling we stay local we stay you know homegrown and most most of that is because you know we're based here we have jobs here we have families here you know a couple of guys in the band have kids and 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 so we can't really just jump in the van and yeah go out for you know three four weeks at a time we we remain here because we love it here a and and you know, we kind of, we kind of have to be, but we're lucky enough to be able to play in so many 
mm-hmm. different situations that it, it just kind of works out. If I was doing, you know, if any of us were doing like a touring band and we were playing the same set every night, oh man, yeah, it gets so know. tiresome. Yeah. So the, the, the keeping it fresh, you know, it just goes naturally with, with where we are and, and what we're doing. I feel like that, like the improvisation, it's like uh, two sides of the same coin, like w- with the, the fan base too, you know, like um, I love like Deadhead, you know, Fish, like, you know, Goose, all those bands. Yeah. You get spoiled as a fan if you go and see a band who like just plays like a rigid set list. You know that doesn't like go and explore the music. You're like, what the f- what the hell is this? Right. Like yeah. this band yeah. only played for an hour and twenty minutes. Right. Right. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they stuck to the script. And they yeah. stuck to the script. It like, sounded just, like the album. Yeah. yeah. So going back to the one question about how do you, how do you guys remember all this music? Um, I, I I'm only speaking for myself, but I did um, I did marching band in high school. And there's a healthy dose of memorization with that. Oh, you sure. have to know your part. You, you know, and I remember several times you know, learning the music, and I would say to myself, I'm not getting up from this chair until I get this part right. Because you, ha- you don't want to be the weakest link. No. You Fail- have failure to have your stuff memorized. Option. But on, on, on the other you know, end of the spectrum, there's this wide-open improv aspect to, uh, to what we do, too. So I, I, I think we get, at least for me, I, I get the best of both worlds. I get that rigid, structured, you know, mm-hmm. uh, composed uh, aspect of it that, that, that came naturally to me as a student. And then we get this, this wide open, you know, improv, happy-go-lucky, free-for-all that, you know, you know not knowing what's going to happen at any given time. And, you know, we just, we just get to do that. Yeah. And I think that's cool too. That like that's kind of one of the things that you guys are like known for is your improvisation and your jamminess and the, the ability or the the trust from like venues to just be like, yeah, go for it. Like you guys are are good to go. Do your thing. You yeah. know, play what yeah. you want to play, and it's gonna be great because they have that level of trust and the people know that when they're coming out to see Brewer and friends, you know, they're gonna have a good show and it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, that and, and that that level of jamminess can can get sucked in and turn on a dime right at any point, and right back into the the structured part. Yeah, I we think we know like, when if we're like we could sense when we've overstayed our welcome a little bit, yeah. and then it's like all right. Bleh. Yeah, look right around, back, you, know. you make eye contact, you give each other the nod, yeah, let's get and back it's time the, to jump back yeah. into the, the, the structured part. Or jump into another tune another entirely, song. if yeah. that one's like totally, yeah, but that usually doesn't happen. Um, I mean, for me, that's my favorite part of it. It's just the fact that people are willing to indulge us and, and let us mm-hmm. do that. You know what I mean? Let it, Just let us stretch out. Um, and I think over the years of doing that, we've kind of learned you know when we can what we can get away with and what we can't right. yeah but yeah. that's where i think we we discover some of our best you know work as musicians like per just for us personally is when we're in that environment of like the crowds into it they're they're down with whatever we're going to throw at them and we're just going to try to to find something it's not knowing what it is right away it's almost searching for it and there might be some imperfections mm-hmm. along the way but uh, you might stumble upon something 
That's good. That's only yeah, that, and it's only it's it's something that's only alive in that moment, and then after that show's over, it's gone. It's it never happens again. Right. So something about that appeals to me. Have you ever had though, like when you're improving on stage, you say like you know that the moment dies, but have you ever like found like a certain like you know uh, I'm not a music person, so I'm not gonna say the right word like a, a lick or a rhythm, and you're like that's a song. Oh, oh songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Songs sure. have been written out of improv for sure. Yeah. 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 And or so that that's option A, like we're composing in the moment and then we might stumble upon something like, ooh, all right, we're going to stash that aside yeah. for later. Or we start playing something that is already a song and then we start teasing that song. Uh, but it, it's, it originates with. as an accident. Like I'll play something stupid and it's like. You oh, know, that sounds like yeah, it's yeah. some like eighty song or something, <laughs> or like a, a TV show theme. That sounds like right. California Love by Tupac. <laughs> right, oh, so we dive into that yeah. you know, for a minute and then come back to it. Or that sounds like uh, Bloody Well Right by the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the guess, you know. And then we come back into you know, come yeah. back into the song that it jumped out of. We don't really pre-plan that a lot. I mean, there's times where we do pre pre-plan those teases and stuff, but a lot of times it just happens. Yeah, just and then the other guys, because we listen to each other, mm -hmm. every you know, every guy in the band will be like, oh, alright. Like, I see. Like, I heard I that. Where you're going. I heard that, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and to that note, too, we hear each other's mistakes, too. Like, if you oh, ever man. see us, like, and we're and one of us is laughing at the other one. Yeah, because, you see us yeah, laughing. I heard yeah. that. One of, yeah. one of us heard the other one do, do something I'd rather laugh about it than be yeah. like, oh, oh man, oh, yeah. you ruined it. I've had those moments of when you know, I, I never for the the other guys, but just for myself, where uh, you know, I, you know, there was an important section that we had to play uh, that was difficult, and I blew it, and I'm just like. Yeah, but this is not a band that's going to give each other the stink eye on stage. Yeah, no, no, no we're, we're just laughing. just going to laugh at each other if yeah. one of us makes a mistake. Like, yeah. I, I heard that. And, and we all have our like uh, our DefCon Five moves for when uh, a mistake <laughs> does go. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, well. yeah. Ralph can just slide. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll figure it out once it gets back to the yeah section. Yeah, there's like such a high degree of intimacy between you guys and when you're on stage, like being able to know and pick up on all of those different things and hear um, those mistakes and those little things that sound like other things that work into other stuff, um, that it's just, it's just really impressive to have like that level of understanding and that degree of like musicianship to really be able to pick up on that kind of stuff. Cause it's not, I feel like there's like a certain level that you, not that like there's levels or anything like that, but there's like a certain point where the the musicianship like like you're just like a pro now you know what i mean you're like an expert was there like a certain time where you're like damn i'm like i can i can do i can really do this <laughs> or a time like you realized in your in your in your band where you guys were or onto something oh yeah yeah there have been times where we we're like know, holy shit i didn't like, know that oh, we could yeah, even that do this yeah. Really well yeah yeah for sure it still surprises me sometimes like I mean, me as a musician, I, I always feel like I can always get better. Yeah, it's right. never like, it's sure. never like I've, re oh, I've, I've reached, reached the it pinnacle. And I'm, this is all. I always feel like I can learn and, you know. Yeah, using the better. word using yeah. the word professional implies that, that we get paid and actually make uh, an entire living off of this. But mm -hmm. that, that's not quite the correct word. It's seasoned is more like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're seasoned for sure. Um, well, and we're professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, are, we are. We are professional in the sense that. We don't, you know, you're, you're going to get a quality show. Yeah. Yeah. Right, for sure. We're not a professional touring band or anything yeah. like no. that. But, yeah. I mean, especially if we're, you know, 
if we had uh, ever done that, I'm sure it would have even, you know, we would have even take it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, just know there's certain points in my life where I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm like an adult now, or wow, I'm like a podcaster now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, I'm sure there's there's moments of, uh, you know, a- a- allowing ourselves to, you know, be proud of what we've accomplished as a band. You know, like even just having, because we've had the same four guys in the band for. How long now? What, 15 years. I mean, close to 15 years. So 15, like yeah. at least 14, like 13, yeah. Yeah. 14. Yeah, at least 14. We've yeah. had the same lineup. So that's something you don't see very often. No. Uh, especially with local bands, you know, people move away. and. How do you guys think you manage to stay friends for so long? I don't. I mean, Is there a uh, secret? We could, uh, laughing. Yeah. yeah, laughing. Yeah, and I don't really, it, you know, we don't really, I don't feel like I have an ego. And I don't feel like Brewer does or Steve or... We just all get along, and you know, we just we love playing music. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the band simple, started off, you know? Uh, you know, being called Eric Brewer and Friends for lack of a better name. Name, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's there, there's really there's no lie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, that, that, that's I don't know. I just feel like most bands, I, a lot of them are like you know touring bands. So I'm assuming like being stuck in hotels and tour buses and stuff would really space you know make it like, like a different dynamic. But I think so. Yeah. It's just like most bands you see after like, or at least the big bands after like five, six, seven years are like, it's time to take a fucking yeah, tour. Right, yeah, like, right. Each one of them has their own tour bus. They don't travel yeah, together. Yeah, that's right. True. It gets real spinal tappy yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure though we would go over well together on tour, you know, because like I said, I did the touring life and lived in hotels and did all that. And, yeah, you were you know, crazy people too. Yeah, you know, and you know, it was fun, but I mean, I'm sure it would be just seemingly just go together because you know we all get together we all like each other you know? yeah that's the right thing if you we all we all have our you know we all have shared interests and things we all you know have in common outside of music so yeah yeah we, we're always talking about yeah. you know this and that if so. there if there ever was like a once in a lifetime type like can't turn this down opportunity to tour would you guys do it yeah oh yeah yeah i would yeah. definitely do so, it yeah, yeah yeah if there's any benefactors out there with tour bus money that <laughs> yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> we're looking at you right now yeah, yeah we see you out there we know you're there <laughs> <laughs> and then uh they can buy they can they can support us too yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All you got, all you whales out there. Yeah. Pack, pack all the oil princes yeah, and sheiks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Live podcast commentary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Need that. We're going on tour too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Take the treehouse thing. Yeah, we'll bring the treehouse yeah. on tour, dude. Yeah. yeah. We'll travel to different cities, strap into the back of a semi. It'll be amazing. Exactly. Blow minds, dude. It'll be awesome. But I mean, the, 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 the reason, you know, we, we get along, you know, obviously. Yeah, we're friends, but it's there. There's there's a, a respect from a musician standpoint that that preceded all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, if you don't respect somebody's playing ability, you're not going to respect them as as a, the guy in your band. You know, everybody just, you know, we gel because we're all good players, and and we know that. Not to not to sound egotistical, but like, you know, yeah, we know what each other can do and can't do, and and right, and it just works out. Cool. So when you guys are making new songs, who's the who's the songwriter amongst you guys? Are you guys all work together? It's pretty much a for like a completely uh, democratic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just in terms of uh, you know how songs may start naturally. I mean, 
it, it might start with the guitar or bass riff or, or a keyboard line that Charlie writes and then uh, we'll sit there and we'll develop it and Steve will add his um, you know per, prog rock <laughs> yeah. touch to it yeah mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. generally composition comes from the melodic instruments like guitar and piano yeah, yeah. The, Just the, the, or at least the initial seed of the idea the initial idea. seed yeah. of the ideas yeah and then, and then we all kind of like add or take away things from the framework I, I tend to come in when you know, something needs a beat dropped or added, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If, if, the, if the framework is already there and the song's like nearly complete, I'll come in and be like, guys, let's, let's, let's make people trip over themselves here. Let's, <laughs> let's delete a beat or something like that. Just, 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 to, just to make one portion of, of one section a little odd. Yeah, and to know? make it unique too, so yeah. it's not just another formulaic right. A part, you know. B part, yeah. bridge. Mm-hmm. You know. do, do you think a lot of your fans notice that stuff? I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it, it, and you know, just just to use more after this as an example, you know, that could have been a very very standard. Hey, it's in four four the whole time. Right. Yeah. But one measure every chorus is in seven, and then we go right back into four. And does everybody catch the the fact that it's in seven? No, because we make it we make it feel good. Right. But. We know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I love those clever little tricks that musicians put into songs that you may not really, you may just like listen to it and it's a normal song, you know what I mean? But it maybe ha has some sort of strange key signature like that that switches up that you're not really going to notice unless you're like heavily invested into listening the so to the song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we tend to write stuff that we're going to still enjoy playing. Mm -hmm. years from now absolutely and it will, will still keep us on our toes like oh yeah remember this part coming up you know yeah because it uh, catches us sometimes yeah it does it <laughs> does sometimes we're just bopping along like all right yeah this is fun and then we you know we'll whiff on one of those and it's yeah. just like oh all right yeah. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we wrote that for ourselves yeah i remember it <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah, yeah, the main ideas for songs come from guitar, piano generally, but structure-wise, I mean, we all have input on, on, you know, how many times we do this part of the chorus or how many times we do this part of the bridge and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lyrical ideas don't come from just one person either, you know? No, I mean, um, I mean, if anything, Steve, you probably write the most lyrics out of anyone. Um, well, maybe I don't know. I just I, I I grew up a Rush fan, so I grew up with the the, the premise of of yeah, drummers can write lyrics too. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't necessarily sing everything I write. I just hand it to one of these guys and say yeah. here, interpret it. So um, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and that that kind of answers the question as as far as you know who has the most influence and whatever no we all do we all get a piece of it mm -hmm. yeah and every song is different too like it it's not one particular formula from one song to the next or one album to the next even though we only have the one album from 12 years ago and the one that we're working on right yeah. now yeah. that you know is probably we'll probably you know would like to have out the maybe the beginning of 2024 or something like that yeah 
Um, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah right. Now that I've said that. You guys are and you guys are recording with our good friend Brian Gloski at yes, BFB yes, Studios. Yes, yeah. awesome. Shout out to Brian. Yeah. Brian if you're listening, yeah. if you're listening or watching or Thanks, whatever Brian. you're doing, I would, I would normally have best. my BFE shirt on. Yeah. You got to yeah. represent. I, I, I don't have I one yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta start making these trades, dude. We got shirts now, so I'm like talking oh, to all my band friends. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, nice. Do you guys, do you guys have any Brewer shirts with you? I'm not with uh, us. Unfortunately, no. We can meet up later because we're getting shirts. For this weekend's uh, anniversary show, yeah, I've so been doing trades. Got my Matt Cray shirt on. Shout out to oh, Matt Cray. Yeah. If you're watching, traded yeah. <laughs> um, with Ralph Lauren. I see you out there. <laughs> <laughs> we see you, Ralph. Per- personal <laughs> friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. kiss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those guys. Yep. It's cool, and it, it it's an interesting, like there's a surprisingly amount large amount of business that goes into all of these creative things that I think a lot of people overlook. About like what goes on behind the scenes, all the scheduling, all the phone calls, the buying merch, the selling merch, the everything else that goes into this whole in creative industry that is just, you know, people just think like, oh, you're an artist now, you just do whatever, you, you know what I mean? You go right. out and they miss right. that like, oh, actually, there has to be like an LLC if we're going to make any money on this and not go to jail for tax evasion or any of the other things that go on um, behind the scenes that a lot of people miss. Yeah. Uh. We are kind of an anomaly when it comes to that because we are Erie's only merchless band, I think. And for us to have... We've had some limited runs, but... 15 <laughs> years and 10 years between albums and stuff like that and to still still stay together and still play together, I mean, that's, you know... Yeah. I, I, I don't think... That's like the goal, though, dude. <laughs> I don't think that... That's not the anomaly. That's like the goal is where you don't have to do any of that shit and you can still, like... Go so out and perform yeah. and do yeah. it, and yeah. not have to spam Facebook with a million things and Instagram and work all the social exactly. medias and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, because that's think, the worst part of yeah, and that's how this. it is nowadays too. You have social media is a big part of a I mean, lot of stuff too. I respect yeah. the hustle for sure. Like yeah. uh, you know, I I just feel corny doing it myself. Now, if I could find a manager or somebody, like I haven't found that person yet, but if I find, mm-hmm. you know, again, shouting out to anyone. Yeah, any <laughs> managers out there? <laughs> Agents, managers, or yeah. social media. Uh, professionals. It's like a million dollars, though. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's but like, I think you know we we've cultivated such a such a culture of of fun and friendship around this band that I think. Right, I mean, our you reputation guys do, locally kind of precedes us. When you do thankfully. something, anything for fifteen years, people are gonna just know it. You know, it just permeates through the system without having to be like push through social media or anything you know what i mean people just, you say brewer and friends and nine out of ten people in erie i would think are gonna be like oh yeah the yeah. band right yeah. yeah i mean it's it I, we're fortunate to have have a little bit of name recognition at this point for sure um but it's like you know we're we're happy to have even that i mean um it, what you know is there more that we could do like business wise absolutely but i think that's a good point that like um that's not our our ultimate goal mm-hmm. in this band, and as uh, as players, isn't to necessarily like blow up on on the internet, yeah, or, sure, or whatever. That sounds really boomerish, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not I'm not that old. I'm not as old as that comment sounded. But um, one of the coolest comments we got was from Raina, who's the drummer from Odd Atrocity, and I, I know I'm paraphrasing with this, but. One of the coolest comments we got was something about you guys just play shows that vibe with the whole city and everybody loves that. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, I'll take that all I'll day. I'll take that. Yeah. Right. I'll take that all yep. day. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, we do play, you know, regionally too. So we, we, you know, we play Jamestown and, you know, some Pittsburgh sometimes and yeah. we've been out to the Cleveland region. Um, so we do, we would like to, you know, push that envelope a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and try to expand that, the, the reputation that we have here in Erie to some of the surrounding areas, you know, the big tours and all that stuff, notwithstanding, just even doing what we do here and taking it a little more regional, I think is maybe a goal that mm-hmm. I, I personally would yeah. like to see us do. And it wouldn't really, nothing that would require any more, uh, you know, commitment than what we're already putting in, but just to take, you know, some of the bookings that we might do in Erie and then push the, you know, fan those out a little yeah. bit. So that's something I would like to see. Oh, yeah. that, that makes sense. And it, 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 it's all just like a progression of things too. It seems like with anything, you know, you start, you start at the bottom and you work your way up and you expand and you grow and you keep doing it until eventually people know who you are and you have that respect that you have around here. And it, I'm sure it continues to expand anytime you play in like any of those places, you know what I mean? It's just like a matter of time until that breaking point happens and you're doing it more frequently or as much as you guys aspire to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We either win, win the place over and we start, uh, you know, drawing and we, we went over the, the management at the venue Mm -hmm. and then we have, we have another venue in our pocket that we can, you know, increase our circuit or, you know, it's not really our type of vibe and we try it and it doesn't really work out and right. You know, Hey, we tried it. Maybe we'll try it again in a few years or something Mm -hmm. or, Sometimes yeah, we've yeah, even yeah. gotten gigs because sound guys like us. Hey, hire yeah. these guys. They're easy to work with. Right. Yeah. They're not, yeah. they're not a pain in the ass. Yeah. No, that's... They know how to set up and get a good sound, and I don't have to do anything and let her <laughs> yeah. rip, you know? It's good to so, make friends with people behind the scenes. The production yeah. guys, yeah. We, love, we love them. Yeah. yeah. You know? We're, we're, not, we're not here to piss anybody off and you yeah, know, we be were... too big for our britches. We know that they're working just harder than we do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I always try to make it easy, you know, for those guys. You know. Just try to give them a, a, a good sound, yeah. real quick and easy, and because if they're happy, they'll make you sound good. Right, right, yeah. yeah. If yeah, you if make dick, them, if you're a dick, and, yeah. If you're yeah. a dick, then it could just go bad. Yeah, right. It's always easy. Yeah, they'll just, fuck up your sound on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like, then you're definitely not playing against everything. <laughs> I would. Shit. And you know what? I would too. If if I was a sound yeah. guy, and I, you know, I I went to college uh, for sound engineering. I, I eventually changed my major because it was. You know, I realized that I wanted to just Maybe. be a musician and sure. not, uh, do the audio. Although I still retained the skills that I learned from mm-hmm. that. They were invaluable skills to learn. Uh, but, yeah, something that I learned was uh, to work well with your engineer mm-hmm. and, you know, not... <laughs> not make, make yeah. friends, not enemies. Yeah, yeah. not not yeah. cause problems where they don't need to be yeah. in that yeah. regard. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been of the mind that, you know, if, if, if I was an outsider who knew nothing about the Erie music scene, I walked into a venue and heard us playing, you know, or even, even before the show started, like, I've always wanted nothing more than for somebody to come in, see Charlie's Keys, Ralph's amp, Brewer's guitar, my drum set sitting there on stage without hearing a note we're going to play and to be like, yeah, all right, I'm going to have a good night. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. Right. 
No, and that, that's a good feeling too. And it goes back to like how important, like one of the things that I've noticed working with like different musicians, either on the podcast or in the Treehouse series and stuff like that, is that like it is so important to be a performer when you hit that stage, you know what I mean? And leave the other stuff at the door or whatever and go out there and give the people, like the people are investing there. They may not be like paying to see your show or whatever, but they're coming out to spend an hour or two hours with you and they want to have a good time and they want to have fun. And they're hoping that you add to that experience and to, to like do that in a good way that respects yourself and respects your art and respects the venue and everything like that. You got to put it all out there. You know what I mean? You got to move, you got to jump around, you got to play your heart out, you got to have fun. And if you're not having fun, they're definitely not having yeah, fun. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's one That's... compliment I always get from people is, you know, they look at me and they're like, man, you always look like you're having fun. And I'm like, well, I am. You know? <laughs> yeah, I right? love playing music. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't be up there just like, yeah, you gotta feel the music yeah, for sure. You gotta be into it, you know. It's, and you can you know. see that as like an audience member or yeah. another artist or anything like that. Like, oh shit, he's he just had a, a shit sandwich for lunch today. <laughs> right. He's not, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or she or whoever. Yeah, you can just get a vibe off of him by yeah, looking and, at him on stage. Nobody yeah. wants to catch that vibe from your entertainment. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like this guy doesn't even want to play some yeah, music. Yeah, the yeah. What yeah. The Admittedly, yeah. that's one thing I've never been that great at. Like. I've been told I, 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 I frown a lot when I'm playing, but hey, that's it's the look of concentration. Yeah, you're right. concentration. Right. Right. You're like, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not, it's not like I don't want to be there. I'm just, I'm just, you know, focus. I'm just yeah. focused. Laser focused. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Focused. I don't have, I don't have the energy to, to use my facial muscles to smile. I'm, wor- I'm busy doing yeah, everything right. else. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't want ever, I don't want ever want people to get that impression that I'm not enjoying right. it just because I'm not smiling. But I do. I picture I do you. That, I do that in between songs. Funny. Like I picture you like, in that meme with all the, like the the math uh, mathematical oh, equations. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, just like this, and there's all the you know. I, I see like uh like an old Beatles music video where like they're all playing their instruments and smiling, and then Ringo Starr is just like holding the umbrella and just like totally <laughs> disinterested. Like that's like the image I'm getting in my head right now. Oh no no no. no. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool to be able to express yourself through your music and through, like, and I don't know, the body language and the the presence on stage is so important to to the music. Yeah, And depending on what kind of music it is, too, you know what I mean? You don't want to be up there fucking smiling and cheering when you're playing a sad song about (laughs) being a I mean, you got to look into that, too. I I wish I could express the joy of playing drums that Ringo did. Like, yeah. he made it look so much fun. Like, yeah. you, just, you just knew he was up there having a good time. Yeah. I mean, I was playing, you know, playing Ringo parts, but still, like, he sold it. He definitely yeah, sold it. Unless he made he... a lot of people want to play drums. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. He had most unique sounds of oh, any drummer ever. Yeah. And it's like, it sounds simplistic, but some of those beats, like, if you actually try to play them, they're not that easy to duplicate, even though it seems very... Mm-hmm. Rudimentary, or you know, so that's duplicating for that long of the song. For that long of the song, for an entire like three minute song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I as a musician, that stuff like that really interests me. Like stuff that sounds like anybody could do it, right? But in reality, only he could do it. Yeah, we yeah. You know dive I mean? into it and 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 you're like, 
wait, that's not easy. We had no. that realization when we, we made a cover of a, a Blink-182 song, What's My Age Again, except we called it What's, nice. a, what's, what's My what's Wage my Again. Wage again. <laughs> yeah. It was all about being broke, and we made a music video for it. And our per, our friend that made did the drum track for us and our guitarist and everybody was like, Jesus, like, what like once they unpackaged Travis Barker's drums and oh, the man. guitar and everything, they're like, holy, sh there's a lot more to this yeah. song than yeah. like meets the eye, yeah. which so, goes back to like what you're talking about about like throwing in them seven eighth measures yeah. in there every once in a while, you know. Well, since we're talking about specific bands now, do you guys want to get into who you who you've listened to the most and who yeah, tell us yeah, we want tell us where where the yeah, Brewer gosh. and Friends sound come from. Yeah, oh, go man. for it. Uh, don't start with me. I mean, <laughs> I'm listening to whatever I'm listening, basically listening to at the time, which has varied so much throughout the years that it's almost like hard to. What genre are you in right now? I mean, God, right now, I would say I'm kind of getting back into like a early 2000s like jazz funk. Uh, like Jamiroquai? Kind of, yeah. Like, you ever listen to uh, Modesky Martin and Wood with oh, John yeah. Schofield? Sure. Like, the John Schofield stuff, I always go back to that stuff. So mm -hmm. that's something, like, as a, like, uh, you know, in this band especially, like, we play a lot of those tunes. Um, and we don't even play them nearly as jazzy, I would say. Like, it's it's definitely more, you know. More rock. More rock yeah. jam. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, like that's kind of the vibe I'm in right now is like real groovy stuff mm -hmm. um, but then I go through shred phases where I go back to like Ingve Malmsteen and like <laughs> ridiculous stuff like that you know um, or punk like my first genre was like punk for what you know, was punk when you when you were coming up well when I was like in middle school it was like Blink-182 which mm -hmm. and yeah, then I right. learned like I got into actual like, like AFI and yeah well I, I eventually graduated to like hardcore punk like that but you know Ramones mm -hmm. The Clash like The Clash was my favorite band for several years in high school um, and then I started getting into the more like you know anti-flag and sure. like stuff like that and that that kind of parlayed into metal so then I had a metal phase oh yeah um, and hardcore I love metal and hardcore Poison the Well did you go to Forward Hall shows oh yeah yeah, yeah. Poison Earth the Crisis. Well and Earth Crisis yeah. and Snap Red Cord Acacia Strain all the good people that used to come around here a million yeah. years ago yep oh yeah that, that was, was a cool scene <laughs> yeah Lake Effect Hardcore so I was in that for a minute <laughs> and then uh, somehow went from that and then I went to music school and uh, you know trying to like censor myself a little bit but started you know inhaling certain substance sure <laughs> I mean you can say um, well unless you don't want to say not anything. crack I'm not saying yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little, bit of, little bit of the devil's lettuce maybe, yeah, yeah, devil's maybe lettuce. you know started started you know going a little more green so to speak yeah. what's yeah. Sam's word for it jazz cabbage jazz yeah. cabbage there you go yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. taking those those youths and their jazz cabbage yeah, yeah. and I was a jazz guitar student so I think it was kind of like required right basically you know? yeah you have to yeah so and then that totally you know, not that I never tried it before, but like, you know, when you're in college and you're a music student, it's kind of like your All lifestyle. Time. Yeah, it's exactly. like food. That's part yeah. of the, the ambiance of the vibe. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. I mean, you had the classical kids who were like very proper and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they might go out and have a couple of drinks or something right. if they were 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> of course. But as far as, the, you know, the, the jazz cabbage, as Steve would say, um, you know that that was like ooh, what's wrong with you guys? But you know we were the jazz kids, so 
Um, and yeah, that opened a whole world to, you know, all the jam bands, Fish, D- The Dead, um, you know, God, Widespread Panic, sure. all those, all those bands. Uh, and then I think that kind of almost made me appreciate jazz a little bit more because I understood the improvisational mm-hmm. side of it. So then I started kind of digging back into, into actual jazz. I'm not, you know, much of a straight ahead jazz player, um, but I've certainly like... I love that stuff, like, you know, early Miles Davis and then getting into, like, jazz fusion, like, Mahavishnu Orchestra and mm-hmm. Billy Cobham and all that, you know, we love that, we love that stuff. Yeah. In, cool. In this band, so. Yeah, it's just all over the map, man. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, funk, Yeah, me. Funk I mean, phase, you know. You know I always loved, like, Parliament, you know, Funkadelic, yeah. Bootsy Collins, any of the slap bass guys, Larry Graham, like Les Claypool. Yeah, oh yeah, Les, Marcus Miller, Victor Wooden, Flea, you know, yeah, Flea, Flea. yeah, Flea's big. He plays Flea's bass. You know, yeah, I got a Flea. Oh nice, bass. dude, yeah. that's awesome. And that, I, that's my go-to. I love that bass. I've had that bass for almost like twenty years now. You know, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I like with Brewer. I ran the gamut of all different styles. You know, especially you know. I, when I was first getting going, I think I really I loved Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah. though I was a bass player, the whole vibe of like them being a trio mm-hmm. and the sound they got was like amazing, huge, you yeah. know, huge sound. There's only three guys, you know, and that just kind of like I don't know. They really and his playing was you know nobody could play like Jimi Hendrix and have that sound. It was just like even though like I said I'm a bass player, something like latched. Right to me on that and I really went heavy into Hendrix you know as when I first started and then it kind of grew to like the funk stuff and then then it got into like jazz fusion and you know Latin uh, like I used to play with Mambo which is like a Latin jazz group you know like and I started that when I was like coming out of high school so I started listening to like more stuff like that like Tito Puente and like mm-hmm. just stuff I never would have ever listened to unless I joined that band and that kind of like opened right. me up to all different styles and you know especially first starting off playing i always wanted to play everything you know right. i didn't want to be like oh no you're just that you only play this kind the of the rock bass player guy or right. you're the country bass player guy. i'm like no nah, i want to do everything you know i want to i want to learn everything you know it's <laughs> just you know i still to this day i'm still like that but not as much you know practicing and stuff because i have family and all that and i play in a lot of bands and you know but yeah just you know what anything that's good you know what do you what do you guys think about modern music or contemporary music, pop music? Oh, I mean, I there's I mean I actually like uh, yeah, I like a lot of it. We just did uh, on New Year's Eve last year. We yep. played a show at the Rook where we had a bunch of guest musicians and we played a song from each year like a top 40 basically song yeah, from 40. each year that we've been a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So we're doing everything cool. from Harry Styles to Tove Load, Adele yeah. to The Weeknd yeah. and Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's good and bad with every genre. Yeah. Right. And that includes the genres we love too, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's quality stuff out there and then there's just some hack stuff, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. You can see the stuff that's like flash in the pan and you know, what's really good, you know, as far as like the main, you know, especially with like, even like hip hop, you know, like, you know, Travis Scott. Kanye West, all that stuff. You you know it's Kendrick. good. You know Kendrick, mm-hmm. and then you know that it's stuff that's like, yeah, you're just gonna be like There's a one hit wonder. Yeah, like right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I won't, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can you can tell who's got staying power. And yeah. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's it's like a, a SoundCloud. 
And I, I really enjoy, like, the production value of a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, people don't realize, like, the, the money and all the stuff that goes into a lot of, like, you know, the new Travis Scott album. It, yeah, it's hip-hop, but, man, if you listen to it, just, like, they put a lot of time into that. So much right. detail, They're too. They're pushing detail. the envelope yeah. of production. Exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, which is awesome. Which yeah. I, yeah, that I appreciate. Like, yeah. some, some pop music is, like, so compressed dynamically that it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's just, I like there's the, like so yeah. many things going on all at once, and somehow it still ties together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like the songs that 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 make you notice different things upon repeated listens that you didn't hear before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not that it has to be complicated. Not that it has to be you know uh, you know constant. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it can be something simple, and you can be listening to it not having heard it in several weeks mm-hmm. and and then you hear something oh yeah i didn't notice that before yeah you can. that's that's so cool and that's yeah. those those little production value details and and every genre has it and and yeah. those those are you know those little moments are, are what i like it's really interesting that you got you guys are much more open-minded and less uh snobby as I, than i am because nine times out of ten, anybody asks me about pop music, I'm going to be like, it's all snob. fucking trash. <laughs> it's a fucking it's all trash. Anything on Star 104 or Happy or yeah, any yeah, of that yeah, shit, yeah. it's all garbage. I'm not listening to it. Yeah, I think Go put just, on some band that nobody's ever heard of that I can actually that respect. looks at the good aspect. Yeah, for sure. You know, no matter what style it is, you, you, you just kind of look for the good part of it. You know, right. Even if you're not yeah. a fan of it. As a musician, just my mind goes to like, what's the best part of this, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, song? Yeah. Right. No, yeah. and, and you can tell that, and I appreciate that about you guys because a lot of the times I'm just like, uh, if every if everybody likes it, I definitely do not fucking <laughs> right, take right. it. I'm yeah. rebelling. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the opposite, rocker, dude. <laughs> I'm the opposite of it, and it's like, look, I can understand if something's not like a good song, even if I'm not a musician. But, like, if it's able to evoke some kind of emotion, even if you know it's just, like, some one-hit wonder that, right. uh, you know, I'm, I can still dig it, you oh, know? Yeah, I, like, I, I, can, I can get behind that stuff. I'm, I'm the opposite of Tony there. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, there's a reason why, you know, 40 million people are listening right. to this song, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, you can, yeah, because they're stupid. Because they're stupid. Because <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> they could, they're and you could dumb. be like, you know, they, they could be stupid. <laughs> And it goes back to, like, I, I remember watching something with, with David Bowie and, uh, like, when him and John Lennon got together and made Fame. And uh, they made this song, and, and Bowie was like, this is garbage. This is not a good song. And it ended up being his only number one hit. That's you know? So, like, you know, sometimes you think it's garbage, but, like, the people are gonna fucking love right. it. Yeah, like, exactly. But then David Bowie and Mick Jagger got together for Dancing in the Streets, and that was, that was garbage. garbage. <laughs> that was really garbage. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what any, I don't know why anybody uh, thought that was a good idea. Well, because when you when you have two people that are just like Wait. larger than life, two they get to call their own shots. Lots, yeah. 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 lots of cocaine. Yeah, lots of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. They get to do what they want. Then, yeah, you get to do what you want when you're like a you know a worldwide superstar well, and you're yeah, just I doing mean, rails right. of coke. Fucking. Well, <laughs> Jagger. I mean, can't argue with it. I mean, it's. That I mean, is probably my least favorite track by oh, yeah, either the yeah. Stones or any of Bowie's catalog. It's, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's horrific. But what it's about the absolutely what horrific. about the music video though? Oh my no, god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, somebody made a shred video of that. Somebody made a music video of it where it's just like the sounds and with like without the music, <laughs> but just like their footsteps. Oh. Like, 
breathing. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, I, love, it's hilarious. I love those on TikTok so much where the they shred, got like, shreds videos. Like all like only the Van Halen like yells from Running with the Devil. <laughs> Solo oh vocal God. track. Yeah, dude. Amazing. Oh. I, I was in tears the first time I heard Amazing. <laughs> David, just, just David Lee Roth. Yeah, it was so good, dude. I fucking the context. <laughs> Probably still could watch that like 20 times and laugh each time. Yeah, oh, I yeah, mean, dude. that's definitely one oh, that I did not immediately swipe. I definitely watched that one. I listened to it like 10 or 20 times. It like, gets oh, better as it God. goes along. It does. It gets funnier. It does. Have you oh, ever... Wow. <laughs> See, something else. Man. When we started this, the one thing I said was, can we not scream into the mics? I had a glockenspiel incident. Yeah. And we've got to the point where everyone's screaming. Everybody's doing weird. No, David Lee Roth. At least everybody's doing like a falsetto version. <laughs> Do you guys ever think like... Like, when you're making music, like, we got this new uh, album or CD or whatever the f- hell you want to call it now. Is, right? yeah. New, yeah. new set of songs Record. coming out. You ever think a good idea might be the one that you guys like the least, just putting it on there anyways and seeing if it becomes a massive oh, hit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one obviously sucks. People are going to fucking love it. Yeah. Well, didn't I have a, didn't I have a text yeah. one night where I was like, we should, like... I, it was like a couple crazy ideas like that. Like we should take Benson, re-record it, and just have it be a rap song. You know what I mean? <laughs> but not that that's yeah, not that that crappy. Was but yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was just w- like wild ideas. Like it kind of takes me back to the '90s when they would do bonus tracks at the end of of mm-hmm. an album. Oh yeah, and you would have to, you know, you, the last track would play. It'd be like ten and minutes then long. Would, like ten yeah. minutes later, yeah, and then finally yeah. this mystery track would play. Sometimes it was I, awesome. Sometimes yeah. it was like, this is the best song That was song like best album. one, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. mystery track. Yep. That was back in the day when you you like memorized how long the, sh- the song was and you press it on your fucking CD player. Yeah. You got a Walkman. Yep. Held it down until it got to that point and then let it go. And you're like, yeah. oh, here we yeah, go. That's, that's how it I would work. always check. Once you found one, you had to check every CD that you had to see if there was yeah, right. a yep. bonus track. Yeah. You never yeah. know. But why is the song 11 minutes long? What's that? I said, why is the song 11 minutes long? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Really yeah. Look at the runtime. Yep. It's like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Fast forward to the end. Like, oh, there's another song here. That's cool. Mm. It's a record on to the last track. Nice yeah. little tasty treat, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like but, a recorded version of an encore. Yeah. 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 I mean, I totally get why, why so many bands and artists did that. And I, I think it should still be a thing. Yeah. I you think that's, that, that's a good point that you bring up that, like, something that we might not necessarily despise but we might not feel as like something we want to put out there as a as representative of our band it actually might be something that could you know bring more listeners mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was something that that's certainly something that's crossed my mind with this recent album because we left a lot on the cutting room floor on the last album I mean, there was probably four or five fully recorded songs that we didn't use. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we still packed that album full of, yeah. I mean, we got, what, 13 tracks Almost still? over full a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, we were trying to, for, with our first album, we were trying to make something that was not really jam as much. I mean, there was some, obviously, jam sections, but something sure. that was more a traditional, you know, straight-ahead yeah, mm-hmm. we had a lot of songs. We wanted to record everything we had. Yeah. And we wanted to put everything we had out, and yeah, some we some stuff got left behind. We didn't want to bore people with ten minute jams on on the album version. Yeah, like leave yeah. that for the live. Right. But with this new album, we're definitely like, all right, this time we want to be a little more representative of what our live show is like, yeah. mm-hmm. while still having the 
the, you know, the overdub capability of being in the studio and being sure. able to put in some of those, what Steve was referring to earlier, like the things that reward the repeated listens, mm-hmm. little things that might not jump out the first listen, but as you give yeah. it another try, you might notice something, a layer there that you didn't hear the first time. Like stuff like that I would like to spend more time on with this record, I think. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. So there's no way you guys have only one album's worth of songs. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. It must have been a super difficult process to narrow that down. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe you guys knew exactly. We we have an album sorting or a, a song album order sorting machine that we invented. Nice, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's totally fake. But no, no, we, we did, we did kind of agonize a little bit over what we were going to keep and what we were going to Yeah, well, and, that, and that was early one. on, too, with us yeah, just we, starting. Yeah, we, yeah, we had only been together for a few years at that point. Now it's probably more like, yeah. that, like oh, what, what could we add to the, this album? Or, well, maybe we shouldn't add that, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, it's a good luxury to have that now, you yeah. know, compared to back when, 2013, you know, we we had a lot of songs, but not nearly as much as we do now. Right. You know? And I think our, our songwriting has evolved. Yeah, definitely. Leaps and bounds since that first record. So, yeah, and, and there's, there's a good amount that's going to be on this upcoming album that we've been playing live. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know. Any there, brand new ones that no one's heard before? There, there, there will, will be. be. Yeah. yeah, there will be. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like. I mean, I'd like to see at least four completely new ones. Yeah, maybe more. Who knows? I mean, we're not in any hurry to like just you know pump out, shard it out, and get it done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, right. But I don't want to over agonize over it either. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll just come naturally. Like, yeah. Yep. How it normally happens. Yeah. It's one of those things. Can't really explain it. You know, it just happens. Yeah. You know? Somebody will play something. Somebody else will say, "Hey, I like that. Let's yeah. do more with that." Yeah. Or it might be an old part that we went over years ago, yeah. and all of a sudden you say, "Hey, you remember this?" And then yeah, yeah, yeah. there were a lot life. of practices yeah. we recorded, and and a lot of uh, a lot of little snippets have been saved in the memory bank, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we could come back to any of those at any time. Yeah, and that's that's really fun when you find something that you did like ten years ago, and then it actually. Ten years later, yeah, it's brand new now. Yeah, it crawls out of the grave. Mm. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, Yeah. you knew it was. You're like, this is gonna work at some point. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. there's a reason we recorded. There's a reason why I recorded it, and then I forgot it even existed. And then years later, I'm like going through my voice memos, like, what the hell is this? And then you click something, he's like, oh wow, that's yeah, that's a song right there. Rehearsal back. Yeah, it's from our old practice space on 38th Street. You know where Sheets is now. You know, yeah, yeah. That rehearsal space. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, guys, this has been super fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming down and hanging yeah, out with us, yeah, talking to us about it's the new blast. album. Yeah, uh, make sure you guys to go see Eric Brewer next time they're playing around here. Look for their new album that's going to come out next year. Yep. Support us on Patreon. Venmo any contributions. Any sponsors out there that want to sponsor t- uh, an episode or a couple episodes or Taunt TV or a Treehouse series? Let me know. We love you guys. Have a good night. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>